0: On today's episode, a lot of Canadians want to do more than just taxi unvaccinated. We'll look at the different options that are on the table. And in Ottawa, a lady becomes a symbol of the times. This is Penhold Talk Radio. Welcome to the hello. show. Thank you for coming along with us. My name is Brian and I am here with my co-host, Michael Roland. Hello, hello. So last week, um, we looked at an article out of Quebec uh, and their plan to tax the unvaccinated. Uh, and it didn't take long for, for a lot of reaction to come in about that. Not to us, of course. We're just two guys in pinholes. <laughs> Not a lot of reaction to us, but to Quebec's plan to tax the unvaccinated. And, and a lot of people, and uh, at least a lot of opinion pieces and, and politicians, were, were pretty quick, I think, to generally be opposed to the idea of taxing the unvaccinated. Uh, but in, uh, during this last week, another article has come out that um, seems to reveal Canadians perhaps are a lot more comfortable than perhaps the politicians are when it comes to punishing the unvaccinated. There's a lot of options on the table, and so we'll look at uh, some of the some of the what the what this recent poll indicates, and really is question whether or not this is a healthy, (laughs) whether this is a healthy sign for society that there's so (laughs) many Canadians comfortable with some of these things. Um, But I want to first start with an article um, from the National Post by Tristan. Hopper, and it's titled "How COVID nineteen made Canada comfortable with marginalizing three point seven million people." And the idea here is that that Canadian uh, Canadian population, there's about ninety percent are vaccinated, um, and so yeah, ninety point five seven of Canadians twelve or older are vaccinated, or either either fully or partially vaccinated. So that's about ten percent left that are not. Uh, that, have, that have not received any vaccination. And so that's roughly 3.7 million people. Now, those 3.7 million people, as we are probably quite familiar with, have been excised from society in large degree. Yeah. And last week, we kind of mentioned a couple of things, you know, restaurants and and, you know, movie theaters. But this article, I think, lays out at least it's the starting of the article like lays out like this is this is a serious there's serious restrictions on it. if if you have to this point refused to get uh, the COVID nineteen vaccination for whatever reason doesn't matter doesn't matter if you've got COVID and then and and recovered from it yeah this is just if you if you have not gotten the shot um, that you are and the article um, kind of begins this way if you are an adult Canadian. Who has not received a dose of COVID-19 vaccine, you are barred from virtually all forms of government employment. By federal mandate, hundreds of unvaccinated police officers, healthcare workers, bus drivers, firefighters uh, were placed on unpaid leave just before Christmas and were explicitly barred from collecting employment insurance. Um, I'll also throw in their military as well as yep. part of this group. So if, if you want to fight for our country, um, sorry, you can't unless you get vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. And this
1: is also ignoring any private industries or businesses that are doing this as well. So there's a large portion of society that is saying you cannot work if you don't have the vaccination.
0: Yeah. And, and yeah, if you, and if you do get fired or can't, uh, you're laid off from your job because you won't get vaccinated, forget about employment insurance. So all that money that you've been forking over every paycheck, you won't be getting it.
1: Yeah, because you won't go along with the vaccination. You don't get to be a part of that program.
0: Yep. Um, and the the article continues, uh, you, have, you have been shut out from whole realms of civil society. You can't board a commercial flight or a passenger train. In most provinces, you're not allowed inside restaurants, gyms, movie theaters, or swimming pools. Uh, in Quebec, you just got banned from... From government liquor stores, I'll uh, also include cannabis. Yep. Um, and then it can, uh, further it goes on here, and through it all, you've been, you've attracted a level of public scorn that in normal times would be typically reserved only for terrorists and violent criminals. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau called you a racist and misogynist in a TV or September TV interview, um, and then Quebec Premier Francois Legault. Uh, pointed out you, or called you a burden on the healthcare system, deserving of punishment. And all that I think is true. (laughs) Like, like there's nothing here that's exaggerated. This is just, this is just a a factual laying out of where we are now. So if you are unvaccinated, if you're part of that, that 10%, you, you are, um, you are not welcome in society, Uh, either, either in a technical sense or even in, in kind of a, um, in a friendly neighborly way, <laughs> like, yeah. like you, 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 you are, uh, you are outside, you are out with the lepers at this point. Like this is, this, this is, this uh, is, this is old Testament stuff. And it's not yeah. like, <laughs> and, and, and at least back then, if, you know, if you got, you know, you got, got disease, you at least had the disease that you were pushed away from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you le- you actually had to show signs that you were sick and then you got quarantined. At least at least the Old Testament had that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, it's not whether or not you're sick or not. It's whether or not you've been vaccinated against a potential sickness. Yeah. So it's, it's it has nothing to do with whether or not you're sick, which I think most people would agree, if you're sick, don't go around spreading it. That's just general... General courtesy, um, and uh, but in this case, it's whether or not you've had a medical treatment that we exercise, excise yes. you from society or not. Yeah, that's that's another step further than just simply say if you're sick, don't come around here. Um, this is if yeah, if, if 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 you haven't got the the COVID shot, don't come around. We don't want and and that and that doesn't mention that that listing doesn't mention the numerous social restrictions that were in place. You know, you, you couldn't go to, uh, you couldn't have people over to your house. You, yeah. you couldn't meet with other people. Um, there's even restrictions about, you know, whether or not you can meet people outdoors. Um, so there, there's just, this was, this is, this isn't light. Like this isn't, you just can't go out for dinner at night. This is significant restrictions on how you would norm, uh, just normal living in a, in a society. Yeah. Um, and we've normalized it
1: completely. Mm-hmm. Um, just anecdotal, but I've read and heard numerous occasions of people breaking off friendships, breaking off family relations because of somebody who's vaccinated or unvaccinated. Yeah. We're, we're tearing people apart and saying that these unvaccinated people are no longer socially acceptable in our society and it's just becoming normalized.
0: Yeah. 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 Normalized and uh, very well or very much accepted by sadly a lot of, a lot of Canadians according to some of these polls. Um, so we're going to go through, um, okay. Uh, well let's first, let's first, there's another article kind of related to, um, actually, no, let's go with, let's go with the punishment ones. Um, in that, in this first article, it, it starts. to list some of the some of the stats. It says uh, sixty. In, in a, sorry, quoting from the article, it says a Maru public opinion poll this week found that sixty percent of Canadians favored a punitive tax on the unvaccinated. And then in November, just as the so uh, last November, so just in November, just as the, un, the first unvaccinated Canadians began to lose their jobs, and this is related more to kind of the government mandates. Yeah. Um, an Angus Reid Institute poll found that 70% of the, of the country was glad to see them go. So just, th- just think about that. 70% of the Canadians, so almost three in four Canadians, were happy that someone lost their job because they didn't get the vaccine.
1: And we're, we're talking about a large number of people and ignoring the reason they chose not to get it. it. It could be... All a whole variety of reasons this is not a very not saying it's okay for a very small subset but you're talking like we said in this first portion you're talking about ostracizing 3.7 million Canadians this is a huge portion and we're just saying good for them let them suffer
0: yeah <laughs> yeah it's I don't know about you but you know losing losing a job that's that's not a small thing this no is, this isn't like this isn't i can't go to the movie theater on friday nights this is this, i can't feed is, my family yeah like this is significant um and and it's just uh, I've, I've just found it's, it's 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 depressing that there's so many canadians that would be s- satisfied with that yeah um and yeah it just the it just it just it's very concerning when you, when you, when you think about, it, there will be a time when this is at least in an endemic stage, yeah. you know, this is probably something we're going to live with. This is, this is, as Omicron is, is, is coming through, is looking more and more flu-like um, and it, and it's symptoms and it's severity. It's going to be something that that's just is going to come through society and we're going to have to live with people who don't, want to get the vaccine are uh, this kind of this kind of these kind of numbers just wonder what that new new normal that people are talking about yeah what that what does that really end up looking like yeah um so over in another article um in the national post uh it says the the just the headline it says more than one in four canadians support jail time for the unvaccinated poll fines so I'm just going to run through this article and i think I think it'll be as, hopefully you're as as kind of concerned at least like that's that's i think the the lightest approach if you aren't concerned by these numbers um then that that's that's there's other issues perhaps but um these these yeah these are disconcerning to say to say the least um it says that in this new poll that thirty seven percent of people of Canadians so this was uh 1500 Canadians that were polled uh, online across Canada um, on June or sorry on January 14th and 15th um and so so this is this is a this is a population-wide uh, polling it says that 37% were in favor uh, or found it uh, acceptable to deny the unvaccinated public funded health care. so this is <laughs> this isn't you know, this is this goes beyond simply taxing someone. You're not even allowed to get into public funded healthcare in Canada. Where does that leave you? And that yeah, we don't we don't have a two-tiered system.
1: We don't allow private health care. So if you're not allowed access to the public system, basically we're saying go die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what you're saying. yeah, practically that's
0: what that's also what you're saying. And
1: it goes against the premise of what the Canadian public health care system was designed for. It's not supposed to be based on your lifestyle choices your decisions you are treated regardless
0: that's the if universal you've made, yeah. if
1: you've made the wrong choice throughout your whole life to do something horrible for your health we still treat you yep and now you're saying yes but this decision no we're not gonna let this one go
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's that's good 37 percent 27% would be okay to go as far as a short jail sentence. They're comfortable with up to five days, I believe uh, it says later in the article. Are, are we staggering these or do we <laughs> yeah. need to build some really big prisons? Cause yeah. we're
1: talking a large portion of the population.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we we're, we're kind of stuck in between a, a rock and a hard place here, you know, whether we build more jails or more hospitals, yeah. uh, according to at least 27% of, of the population. Um, if so, so that's, that's, crazy enough. I don't think I don't, I uh-huh. uh, hopefully I don't have to walk back these words like in a couple months. I don't think we're going to get to that point uh, of, 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 people being a- denied access to healthcare completely or jailed that that's not, that's if I was living in say Australia, that might be something different. There's a lot of points <laughs> I didn't think we'd make it to. So I'm, I'm not going to speak to Joe oh, China, early, like,
1: but yeah, it, it, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: like China, China is imprisoning people up to four years now. I think I think in one article they're imprisoning people up to four oh. years because they're trying to get zero COVID. They got the whole Olympics thing going on. Um, so yeah, I think it's up to four years in jail now if if you're caught breaking and spreading or breaking health restrictions and, and spreading this disease um, in, a, in a Chinese Ooh, jail. That's gonna go. Well. So yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I'm, so I, I, that's what I mean. I, I hesitate because I know this is already happening in some places, and with these kind of numbers, you know, it's 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 moved out of the realm of conspiracy theory or or just kind of weird out there hypotheticals. It, it's 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 closer than I feel comfortable with. I use I
1: look at a place like Australia, like we've often looked at us i've often considered australia it's almost it's a very similar place to canada in a lot of ways the demographic of it the way it a lot about it is very similar and looking at what's happening there you've got these quarantine camps that essentially are functioning like prisons Mm -hmm. and it's the way they're treating everybody the restrictions they're putting in the way things have gone there nothing's beyond belief anymore yeah (laughs) i I would say i find it unbelievable but at this
0: point i don't yeah you you yeah you're not surprised when you hear china's imprisoning people or putting them in quarantine camps yeah. that's one thing but australia if, if you haven't looked into what australia is doing a democracy similar to our own yeah it's, it's going down that path it's yeah like they're they're building quarantine camps like for use in coming years like not just for the immediate future. Like they, they have plans to, to have yeah. these going on more long-term. Um, continuing back with the article, it, said, it found two thirds of Canadians are in favor of mandatory vaccines for everyone over the age of, tw- uh, over the age of five, I almost said 12, over the age of five. Yeah. So there's two thirds of Canadians want to make sure that you and every kid you have over five would be required to be vaccinated. Um, <laughs> My, and mind what, here.
1: what, where does that stop? Are they going to include booster shots? Are they going to impo- include semi annual booster shots or like what, what's the, the long game here?
0: Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, if, if you're going to do mandatory vaccines, what are you going to do for those that aren't? Because we have to be realistic. We're never going to get to 100% vaccination rate. The fact that we're at 90% for those over 12. Is is stunning. It is very high. That's one of the highest of, of, of and, any country. And even even that hasn't
1: stopped COVID. Even if we got a hundred percent, especially given this latest variant, we're not going to see COVID disappear. No, it's, no, it's, it's, it's transmissible
0: even with the vaccination. So yeah. we'll put vaccination because yeah. most vaccinations has stopped cases. But yeah, this this vaccination is 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 a therapeutic, is what it is. It really yeah. is, and so we're not going to eliminate COVID. No. So, what's
1: the goal? What's the objective here?
0: Yeah, and yeah. What's what's the long term? What's the long term play? What yeah. uh, plan for for these vaccinations? Um, so and so, okay. So immediately, the question is if you're if you're going to um, be in favor of mandatory vaccines you have to decide what the punishment's going to be if, if for those who don't. Yeah. Um, otherwise it's, it's, it's just not going to be um, effective. It's not, it's not going to mean anything. Yeah. Um, so here, here's some, some polling on kind of the punishments people would be familiar or comfortable with. We already looked at uh, one in four Canadians are okay with jailing the unvaccinated. Um, over one in three were comfortable with denying them public health care in Canada um yeah remember this is canada yeah this is, <laughs> this is, this, yeah, you, this this is not go.
1: communist china this is
0: canada canada yeah 33 uh, percent of the survey responses respondents says it would be acceptable not to allow them to renew their driver's license so it's interesting because if you look in actually in the canadian charter you actually have a right to travel anywhere in canada but we've already you're taken some of that
1: away. You can't get on a plane or a train now. So yeah, making it Making it very difficult, and then they're saying it's okay to take away their driver's licenses. Yep. So you are no longer able to travel. I guess you can by horse. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, out of the country or something. You can no
0: longer reasonably travel. No, of course. Uh, Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's about applying as much pressure as possible to get these people on board. Um, The question is just how far. And so a lot of people are prepared to go a long ways. Um, Let's see, other parts here. Oops, the other part uh, says uh, 61% of respondents said it would be okay to make the unvaccinated pay a, a monetary healthcare surcharge on their taxes of up to 150 bucks a month private health care <laughs> yeah, basically um so yeah if, if, you're, if you're if you're unvaccinated um we're okay if you go to the private health care essentially <laughs> that's what we're what this would end up being uh you're just paying a little bit you're paying that that kind of uh insurance premium yeah. if you will and this just goes back
1: to that statement we made earlier where that goes against what the canadian public health care was designed for and it starts to lean towards privatizing health care and if if that's the direction you want to go, then you privatize healthcare. You don't privatize it for one specific subset of people yeah. who made one decision. Like if you're going to do that, if, if we're going to go that direction, then you have to start looking at other personal health choices people make and say, well, that's a personal health choice. That should not be covered by your healthcare. And then where does it end? Mm-hmm. Then you're down to private healthcare because almost not, all, but a large portion of our healthcare issues are based around personal decisions. Sometimes yeah. unknowingly, yeah. Yeah. a lot of times unknowingly, a lot of people die of cancers that were caused by things that they didn't realize would eventually cause them cancer, but that was a personal choice. So no, no, where, yeah. where does this end?
0: No, yeah, it's no, yeah, there's, there's the, there seems to be an inconsistency. I think with a lot of these arguments, um, Regarding punishment towards the unvaccinated, when when there's so many other diseases that that's um, that are just equally the result of of uh, of personal choice, yeah. uh, and not and not just you know uncontrolled circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one just gets specially singled out because it's the the one that's considered the most pressing to the overall healthcare system. If if the healthcare yeah. system could sustain itself through this then i don't think that you would see these numbers hopefully not but it does it does we'll get to kind of may point out the kind of the bigger elements uh, underneath some of these uh but it it's uh it should it it reflects that the the that the healthcare system really needs to be more uh prepared for these kind of circumstances yeah, or at we- least flexible enough to accommodate this
1: We've certainly, through COVID, we've revealed a lot of the issues in our healthcare system. That's not to say that it's it should have been perfectly equipped to handle a yeah. pandemic, but we've certainly revealed the the weaknesses we already had.
0: Yeah, and these and these numbers are revealing some some con- uh, just concerning uh, um, societal inclinations, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that a lot of people have. Um, at this point, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know if I'm more concerned about the, the status of the healthcare or Canadian society as a whole. <laughs> when I look at these numbers, um, so some of, so just to wrap up on some of these articles or on this article, it says 48 percent of respondents um, said that those individuals, uh, the unvaccinated, were responsible for overwhelming the healthcare system. Forty percent described them as people who are holding us back from having a new normal life. Um, and then another 36% said they are misguided conspiracy theorists and were in danger in society.
1: That, that's an alarming number. Say a third of respondents are just grouping everybody who doesn't have the vaccine in with a very small subset of people that are extreme conspiracy theorists. Like yeah. You do have people out there that there's all sorts of conspiracies like the way back early vaccine talk of, Microchipping us through the vaccine, <laughs> yeah. like, you'll have some of those people out there. Yeah. But that's not the whole group. We, we've we got a third of respondents in this, just grouping everybody together in with that.
0: Yeah. The, the, what's, and I, and I don't, I think, uh, the concerning, what, what I see concerned about that is I think the number is higher if you ask something like, um, whether or not you think those people are doing so, uh, rationally or something like that, are, right. are, are, the unvaccinated acting rationally? If you ask something like that, I, I bet you that number is higher. Cause I think a lot of people just view the unvaccinated as, uh, you know, maybe ignorant or yeah, the conspiracy theorists, um, or an irrational fear. Yeah. There's just is, something wrong yeah. with them, Yeah, um, in some way, like, don't they get it kind of approach. And it's it's just that mentality that I think ends up breaking down a lot of those relationships, as you mentioned before. A lot of relationships have yeah. broken down over these, um, and it, it, I think it ends up corrupting any uh, any ability to to have dialogue with one camp or the other. Right. We often see this, you know, between political alliances, where you just kind of demonize the other guy, and and to the point where you just cannot have a. a um, a reasonable conversation with them, like yep. a good faith conversation with them, like I'm honestly, what, what is your view? I want to understand it, kind of conversation. Yeah, we've
1: made that nearly impossible.
0: Yeah, yeah. When you look at these numbers, if if you think like 50 percent think that they are responsible for, for overwhelming the healthcare, forty percent, forty percent of the people um, believe that the unvaccinated are holding us back from having a new normal life. So if if you think someone is is like responsible. For you not living the life you want to live, that's I'll, I'll, it's, it might be difficult to have a conversation with, them. and when you carry that blame on for the
1: length of time this has gone on, we see it like we've we've had the vaccinations now for what around a year yeah, so you're, a you're, you're more, looking yeah. at about a year of blaming people who aren't getting the vaccine It's just gonna keep getting more and more ingrained into your mind that it's their fault that I'm still stuck in these lockdowns or still stuck not being able to do what I want to do.
0: Yeah. Um and then yeah, and then uh, more of the article here just just a final points here. Um 77% said they're they're uh, find it acceptable to put the restrictions in place. They would um, refuse entry unless you had manage- or unless you had vaccinations, like we talked about at the beginning. And then, um, p- perhaps the most uh, heartedly, like there is 27% of p- uh, people in this are in this poll said that they um, that they had no sympathy whatsoever for the unvaccinated who gets seriously ill or dies, and only 19% said that they had a lot of sympathy. While the rest were somewhere in between. So so one in four Canadians have no, no sympathy, sympathy. For, for the unvaccinated who get seriously ill or die. Yeah. That's not a sign of a society that is in healthy situation, regardless of hospital status. This to me is almost is a more concerning and harder to rectify disease when you see these kind of numbers. This kind of mentality that that Canadians have for one another, um, because of decisions that are being made uh, at an individual level, and for a lot of, even if you don't get it, uh, you, it's hard to say that it's, it's not, that it's irrational. Yeah. Like think of any other situation where a, a vaccine was came out, was developed, and then issued within a year that you would normally go ahead and say, yeah, sign me up for that. Like, and, that's ex- just and not expect something we everyone do. else to.
1: Yeah. Like, we would never, without the urgency of the pandemic, we would never say that somebody isn't justified in wanting to take a bit of time to make sure that everything's okay. But yeah. when they say that exact same thing now, we demonize them as a lunatic who just won't do what they have to do.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, this, yeah, I, I it's, it's uh, it's just so concerning about where where this new normal is going to or what it's going to look like. Um, so those those are some stats that that are they're out there. Another article, kind of so so. There's a lot of Canadians that are comfortable with with a lot of these different types of punishments and enforcing mandatory vaccines. Uh, another article, again, this one just happens to be from. Um, the one from the national Post again with the headline that says vaccination mandates increased uptake of, of COVID shots by almost 70% Canadian study fines. So all those, rest- uh, so it's, it's interesting. They use vaccine mandates and we do that, but at the same time, so many politicians don't say mandatory vaccines. They, they don't, don't want to call funny.
1: it. Yeah. They don't want to call it a mandate, but by forcing your hand to like, basically forcing you to do something or lose your job or not be allowed to partake, participate in society yep yeah i it makes sense to call it a mandate you're, well, it, you're yeah. forcing people to do it or they don't get to live their life
0: yeah i'm, yeah, I'm not sure what else yeah it's, it's it's not it's not yeah it's just a, it's whatever term i understand politicians not wanting to to use that term but uh it's hard. It's hard to get away about saying that these are mandatory or not when you have have restrictions that are so consequential to someone's ability to just provide for their daily needs. Yeah, um, to say it's anything but that, you know, you preserve their choice, so to speak. But what is the like? You make the 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 alternative so unpalatable, so unlivable. That, that it's practically not a choice it is, yeah. it is required and so so the, the the study finds that that's um that a lot more people got shots when there these mandates and restrictions came and came on board on board and even just the just even the mention of restrictions we saw uptakes and, and and the media has been quick to point this out um that whenever uh, a restriction has gone in place you know, you might get a little bit of a public pushback on that. Why, why can't I go to the restaurant or why do I have to wear masks? Particularly early on. And the media, I think would be quick with the article to say, well, X number of people signed up on the first day after hearing about these restrictions. Yeah. Uh, so this, this study is basically kind of quantifying that, um, that phenomenon that we, that we saw throughout it, um, uh, yeah, it says the, the mirror the article mentions that the mere announcement of vaccine mandates last fall led to an average 66% surge in new first dose vaccinations in Canadian provinces, uh, concluded the research from Simon Fraser University economists. Um and then it says by contrast, the paper noted offering uh, people financial rewards for getting immunized did not seem to have much of an impact. And so the, the stick here was was more powerful than the carrot, it would seem. Yeah. <laughs> and I find this, this whole mindset, like the way
1: that the media and government groups like to brag about how it increased the uptick in vaccinations, I find that unsettling because basically what they're saying is we were able to force a lot of people to do what we want. Yeah, because if the people were unwilling prior, and you threatened to take their job away, and then they got it, it's not something to be proud of. No, of course That's it is. Though it is, he, got, he got vaccinated. <laughs> it's proving that you are a capable dictator. You are controlling their life by making threats.
0: Yeah, but it's still their choice. You understand? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Right. You keep keep calling it that. Uh, I know. I I completely get it. Yeah. It's it's like congratulations. You found the pressure point by which now I will do what I don't want to do. Yeah. Exactly. Like the the saying that the
1: mandates or the restrictions were more effective than the financial incentives. Of course, because. You're looking at a very, very small incentive, like Alberta here did the $100 yeah.
0: prepaid yeah. debit card. Thank you, thing. by the way. Yeah. a $100. I appreciate a little bit of my taxes yeah. back.
1: That's not going to be nearly as significant as taking away <laughs> my entire income. That's right. Yeah. For good. Yeah. Like, that's not a one time I lose that much. That's I lose it forever. Or... I get a hundred dollar reward. Which one's going to be more motivating? Mm.
0: That's, yeah, like, I'm glad they found a study to figure this one out. Yeah. It's kind of an obvious point. Yeah. So, so any authoritarian looking at this study is going to so go, yeah, of course we already knew all this. Like this, yeah. this is why we do what we do. It's very effective. Uh, what we, all we got to do is find the certain pressure point and you will, you will decide you will choose to yeah. go in a certain direction. Like, this is this is not a surprising. Parents do this with kids all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: We'll we'll easily manipulate our children into choosing yeah. what we want them to choose. That's right. Uh,
0: uh, and yet, yeah, I think I think a lot of uh, a lot of um, politicians are are kind of proud of a uh, brag that you know when we <laughs> when we uh, threaten to say you couldn't go to the theater or threaten to. Uh, say that, you know you you couldn't visit your family on 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 in Christmas, or uh, you might lose your job at the hospital. You know what in the world? What? How did we? F- More people got vaccinated. <laughs> like what? A, what a shock! Um, people actually value hanging out with their family. They value their job to support their family. Like yeah. surprise surprise. The, the question is though, is uh, is that the direction that we should have gone? <laughs> is, is that really the kind of society we want?
1: Yeah. Take take the pandemic out of the equation and just look at any other occasion in society where there's a good thing that you want people to do. Would we be okay with a government that does or takes these measures to accomplish that thing? Yeah. No matter how good the thing might be, is that the direction we want to go
0: and, and and i think we talked about i think it was last week too once you've given up that once you once you've been once you told the com- the, the, the government you're comfortable with this with these kind of restrictions pulling it back and, and and we looked at the stats a lot of people are comfortable with this yep um what other what other crisis is going to require this or at least some, some form of this. And we, uh, you know, Saskatchewan just putting in, we talk about the, the smoke detectors, like for health reasons, I think you're going to see, um, climate change be the next health crisis that yeah. that's going to be requiring certain restrictions or, or mandates for certain things. Um, but yeah, the, I think the government has, is, is, has learned that if there is a crisis and you can convince people, that is significant enough. You, we, we've now said, okay, yes, we, we accept that the government is justified in, in mandating serious restrictions on our freedoms. Yeah. Uh, and, and that is something we need to be very careful. about. it's, it's a path down which other countries have gone and I don't think we necessarily like the destination. Um, but it's something I think we need to be be mindful of. Remember, it's it's it it we we have surface level things going on where the restrictions might be we would say those we could call those kind of surface level. But those are those are being placed upon certain foundation, foundational truths, like we are okay with the government superseding our freedoms yeah. in certain circumstances. Um now the question, well, who gets to determine those circumstances? How big of a problem does it have to be yeah uh that's that's something that, that we have to be very diligent of going forward i think um when when we see how far government has, has gone as we've looked at different articles throughout these last few weeks um government is 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 more than willing to to push this as far as possible push push their power and the influence as far as they want and again under the premise that they're doing this for the for the common good yeah um but is it 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 does it does some need to be something to keep an eye on I, if nothing else and and push back in many many cases, so when we look at all those those different stats you know even if even if you find yourself agreeing with you know mandatory vaccines um where what kind of society is it is that kind of society we want where where the the kind of the majority could force medical practices upon someone else um is this really a situation in which that would be required is it or is you know maybe maybe to think something so crazy that there are certain individual rights and responsibilities out there that no common good argument could supersede like think about that like that <laughs> Your, your ability to say, choose when you vaccinate your kids or not, is, is, is that, is that a right that, that you have as a parent, um, or even as an individual? Yeah. Um, is there really any situation in which that, that decision is, is taken away from you and given to the government or the populace to decide? I I think (laughs) that, I, I think that's a question that, that people need to wrestle with, um, but I think a lot of people have just assumed that there's this common good that trumps everything. And you know what? I th- make the argument that the individual should do this for the common good. What? But that's not the case. It's, I think, often easier. Uh, I think we're seeing this a lot easier to say the government will make sure you do what is necessary for the yeah. common good. Um, so yeah, there, there's 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 always that kind of that, that I think that, that and there's a there's a, a dichotomy that we need to be aware of that something can be good, but you can't force someone to do that. Yeah. Um, or a government shouldn't be able to force someone to do that. Uh, and I think that's where I don't know if that's a distinction a lot of people make nowadays, especially in Canada, where we always have been kind of in favor of, of heavy handed government approach yeah. to things. Um, but yes covid is still out there it's still it's still a thing it's still real um but some of these some of this thinking some of this mentality that these polls reveal i think are symptomatic as well of other diseases viruses thinking that perhaps will have longer term consequences if we aren't careful about it yeah um all right We'll have all these uh, articles linked up to uh, the website, pinhole.talkradio.ca, for you to browse through. As always, um, feel, free, 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 feel free to leave a comment. Uh, let us know what you're thinking. Now, on to uh, the final story. And this is really um, <laughs> really symbolic of, I think, uh, of our of our society. As a whole, and again, this is me being cynical, <laughs> but uh, I think defensively cynical. So I'm sure you've come across this story as well. In Ottawa over the last week or earlier this week, uh, there was a yellow car. I'm trying to look, I, don't, I don't see what kind of make and model it was, but anyways, um, a driver was 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 taking a cruise down the Rido uh, River. And it's not like they're cruising on the road alongside the river right on the river. They were they were booking it down the river.
1: Um, yeah, I saw somebody did the <laughs> calculations and apparently it was somewhere in the range of about 140 kilometers an hour. That's, so more than highway speed yeah down the river it actually it's
0: kind of yeah the video is from a home security camera looking out into their backyard and apparently they have a, a property overlooking the river near Ottawa. And, and it's, it's, it's great. Cause you can see in the, in the p- picture, some kids playing ice hockey right near the shoreline and they kind of all stop <laughs> and, 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 and I don't know if it's hard to tell if they're looking or not, but this seems like activity stops. And I can only assume that they're looking at what is probably an unusual sight, is this bright yellow, um, Four door sedan, just or actually is it? I think it's a it's two, two door. Yeah, it's a little two door coupe. Cruising it down <laughs> down the river. Yeah. Fortunately, it's it's a wide enough river. It's, it wasn't close to the kids, but all the same, it's it's. It would, it would stop a hockey game. You don't usually say car when you're playing ice hockey. <laughs> yeah. It's usually more a road hockey thing, but that's maybe that's what happened <laughs> there <laughs> as, as these kids are out there. But that's not even what makes the story amazing. No, no, no. That's, that's, um, yeah, I don't know if that's a normal Ottawa thing or not, but it's, who knows. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, What what makes it interesting is that after traveling down the river, she finally hit a soft spot and the car sinks. And the moment that captures, uh, the scene is taken from uh, a video. I think of someone, uh, filming this incident, somehow, uh, this lady, uh, has, has escaped from her vehicle, her sinking vehicle. It's about halfway sunk into the frozen river. And she's standing on the back window of it now. The hood's the hood or the, the, the kind of the hood and, and the engine is kinda of sinking down. She's on the back end of it and she's posing for a selfie. <laughs> yep. And With it,
1: not it, even the slightest look of concern. No, that's oh yeah, that's that's the she thing. She almost looks Proud of it, like look what I just did.
0: Yeah, this isn't. Yeah, this isn't like I'm taking pictures for insurance reasons. Kind of. No, kind no, of the, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> or, or yeah, there's 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 no flagging, help save me kind of approach. Um, it, it's it's a little blurry, but I'm I'm almost convinced there's a smile in the picture. It looks it looks like a smile to me, almost. Um, but it it just it struck me immediately, and I don't think this has gone unnoticed by others. That this this just seems like very symbolic of our of our time. Of this kind of self obsession um, and the disconnect
1: from from the consequences of your actions.
0: Sure, something yeah, something like that. Um, even when she's rescued by people next, or people end up throwing a or kind of tying a, a kayak and then sliding it out to her, she gets on and comes off and looks none the concerned. Like she didn't feel like she was in a. You'd never know that she just got rescued from from yeah. a car sinking in a river. Uh, it just, and it's not beer car either. This, it looks like a, a decent vehicle. It's a, uh, in, in decent order. And so like most people I think would be concerned about losing a vehicle in, in this way. Yeah. Um, though I think most people probably wouldn't be driving on the river in the first yeah. place, but anyways, just that's so many up. levels of irresponsibility. <laughs> yeah. Here. Uh, yeah. It just, it, it, the, 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 just the image of her on, on a nice car, um taking a selfie, smiling. It just it just seems so symbolic of society. We're just we're smiling as we sink down into the <laughs> into this yep. kind of uh, cultural morass. And we kind of looked at I think some of those some of the that things that we're sinking into with some of those poll numbers. Um it, it just it just seems like uh slowly driving down and, and we're just smiling away. Um I don't know. Like I said, I'm being more cynical here than perhaps is warranted, but I don't think I'm being that that extreme. Um, but uh, so I think she's being charged with uh, with at least a couple different, uh, yeah, one at least one count of dangerous operation of a motor vehicle, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah. The way she's acting, I'm not sure if there isn't um, if there isn't more going on to this story that that might come out. Um. Yeah, like she's standing on the back of the, of the of the car and it doesn't even look like she's wet. So I don't even know how she got out of the car and didn't get wet from there. It's hard to tell, but it's just, it's so bizarre. It looks like she has her bag with her and everything. It's almost like it was planned. Climbed up there for the picture. As it was Not that she happened to be there.
1: Like, I don't know. It, uh, yeah, but-
0: it's just, there's just so many unanswered questions here. And yet, yeah, there's this kind of narcissistic throwaway culture that we have that just seems like it's 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 nicely encapsulated in there um though though again to kind of break from from the more depressing view there were a lot of people around the edges that did actually value her life and helped her out yeah Uh, and so so in the end she was it looks like easily rescued Um, regardless of her reaction and her behavior there are some good people out there that
1: saw her In a situation that was less than ideal, and (laughs) went out of their way to help.
0: Yep. Uh, And so, yeah the 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 police have warned to stay off of uh, the ice. Um, (laughs) Well,
1: yeah. At least with your
0: car. At least with your car, yeah. Um, Maybe, yeah. Maybe she slowed down. Maybe she kept doing 140. She'd be okay. Who knows? There, there's the lesson to learn. That's right. Yeah. If you if you if you're on frozen ice, go faster. Who knows? (laughs) Um. That's that's not a recommendation. That's just. Me talking out loud, uh, but it's your car, <laughs> your life. Um, perhaps that's something that's up to individual responsibility to decide. Anyways, all right. So hopefully we didn't depress you too much with with this. Um, but I think it's important to to point out some of these symptoms, uh, to 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 uh, be aware that there is more than just COVID out there, uh, in. Covid itself is, I think, perhaps revealing um, underlying thinking, underlying ideologies, underlying worldviews yep. that that are, are, I think, much more harmful long term to not to the survivability of of Canadian society and culture and, and, and community. If uh, if if you think that your if your your neighbor has to get locked up. Because they haven't been vaccinated, um, that's not going to bode well for the community yeah. or any community. Um, yeah. So, get out there, talk to your neighbors as a neighbor, as as another human being. Um, even if they are one of the crazy conspiracy theorists, go talk to them. Um, get to know them. Um, have a have a good faith discussion with them. Try to not trust in the government so much to, to address all these issues. Um, let's try to do these more do more things on the community, neighbor to neighbor level. Mm-hmm. I think we'll do we'll see some of these pool numbers change if we view people as actual individuals and not simply uh, medical statuses um, to to be corrected. Yeah. Um, so, ending on that note, thank you for for. Um, for listening along, for watching along, my name is Brian Constantine, and I'm Michael Rowland, and this is Penhold Talk Radio.